Aloha and welcome to Elevating Motherhood. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Lori Beth Aldridge. I've taken my passion for conversation, perspective, and supporting moms and turned it into a podcast. My goal is to talk openly about motherhood, offer new ideas, and help moms find their confidence in this busy and sometimes overwhelming world we live in. We're going to dive deep, open up, and elevate motherhood. Thanks for being here with me. Let's get started. Thanks to Oak Meadow for supporting today's episode of Elevating Motherhood and this entire homeschool series. Oak Meadow is the curriculum that saved me in my first years of homeschooling over 10 years ago. This incredible, long-standing curriculum company is known for their inspiring pre-printed and now digital curricula and teacher-supported distance learning options. Their philosophy is brilliant. They see the value in educating the whole child and supporting parents. Their curriculum aligns with rigorous academic standards while remaining customizable to meet a student's skills and interests. Their secular education philosophy encompasses multiple learning styles and a full range of subjects for each grade level, all with a charming touch of Waldorf influence that is encouraging and not overwhelming. Their lessons harness a child's imagination while challenging the mind. Their enrichment guide, The Heart of Learning, is an excellent resource for parents to find out more about education philosophies, child development, and how to develop your home educator skills. I continue to draw on Oak Meadow for my own children for individual lessons, teaching ideas for me, and perspective. Head over to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Oak Meadow for more information. That's elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash Oak Meadow. There is still time to sign up for my online course, Homeschool Explained. It will continue to be 50% off now through the end of August 2020. On September 1st, it goes back to its regular price but I am still offering an exclusive discount for Elevating Motherhood listeners that I will only announce here on the podcast and possibly to my email list. So if you are not on that list, head over to elevatingmotherhood.com to sign up for awesome discount codes like this one, LoriBeth50, L-O-R-I-B-E-T-H-5-0, which will get you 50% off the already 50% off price of my online course, Homeschool Explained. But if you are hearing this episode after August 2020, no worries. That code LoriBeth50 is for life. So whatever price the course is at any given time, if you are a listener of Elevating Motherhood, use that code. It's my way of thanking you for your loyalty and for showing up for you and your kids during this wild home education, education reframe time that we are in. I used to teach in-person workshops here on Maui to help families get started on their homeschool journey, feeling resourced and confident. It is now all in an online format over at homeschoolexplained.com. You can go straight there to enroll in the course, or if you'd like a little bit more information or want to hear what families are saying about the course, head to elevatingmotherhood.com forward slash homeschool. 
When home education doesn't feel manageable, that's the time for us to reach out and lean in to experienced homeschoolers who are enthusiastic about helping. And today's guest, Christy Clover, is bringing the enthusiasm. She's here as our own personal cheerleader today to talk with us about everything from organization, how to pivot when things get sideways, and offer us just this wonderful dose of fun, joy, and grace. We laugh so much in this episode. It is a good time when two Enneagram 7s who also happen to be ENFPs get together. And I know you're here for the homeschool motivation, but listen for the Princess Bride, Indiana Jones, and Frozen 2 references if you are a fan they're hysterical. Christy Clover is a home organization and mom life expert. She's also the author of MOM, Master Organizer of Mayhem and Homeschool Basics. She's the host of the Simply Joyful podcast and is a popular conference speaker. Her passion is to encourage families to find simple ways to bring more joy into their home and life. She loves to share about her adventures in motherhood and home life through a variety of media that you can find at christyclover.com. Christy lives in San Diego with her husband, Steve, and their five children. Be sure to connect with Christy online for an extra dose of encouragement. She is basically at Christy Clover on most social media networks, which I will link to in the show notes over at elevatingmotherhood.com. Get ready for some encouragement, tons of tips, and lots of laughter. Let's welcome the lovely Christy Clover to the show. Aloha, Christy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Aloha. It is such a thrill to be on your show. I wish I was sitting next to you. Me too. We could enjoy our cold coffee together here on Maui <laughs> and it would just be awesome. Maybe one day, maybe one day. I know. I know. No, I'm looking at my my last few drops of my very cold coffee and yeah, so yeah. We're, we're doing coffee right now. We're doing it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I am so happy that you're here to talk with us about homeschool. Um, this has been on so many people's hearts and minds, and it's up in the air, and then it's actually happening, and everyone's kind of feeling really whirlwind about it. And you are just such a voice of peace and understanding and insight. So thank you so much for being here and being part of this series. I am asking all of my August guests to start off with sharing a little bit about their homeschool journey. You know, how many kids you have, how long you've been doing it, where you are, homeschool style, any of that stuff you want to share with us? All the good stuff. All the good things. <laughs> oh, well, I'm a mom of five and we've been homeschooling for over 12 years now. We actually just graduated our oldest. So woohoo! it was so funny too, because with all the, you know, quarantine life here in California, he's like, we don't need to do a party. I'm like, oh yes, we do. Because <laughs> I'm like, I am celebrating my accomplishment too. <laughs> like, exactly. You accomplished something, but darn it, I did too. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's awesome. So yeah, we've been um, homeschooling. I literally, we kind of have an interesting story, actually. I'll kind of back up a little in that we started off with our kids going to a private Christian Montessori preschool and just kind of thought, okay, this is, we're going to just do this. And then part of the way through, I thought, hmm, I, I want to try this homeschool thing in preschool. So I got a bunch of curriculum for my like, you know, five, no, they weren't even five. It was like four and 
five and three year old or something crazy like that. And I got a ton of curriculum and tried it out for one year. So I, you know, stopped doing the preschool thing. And all of my homeschool mom friends at the time were like, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't use curriculum, like hardcore curriculum <laughs> with your kids. I'm like, no, no, I got to see if I can pull this off. So totally failed and stuck them back in the Montessori preschool. And then it was time for kindergarten. And I decided, you know, okay, well, maybe we'll try this homeschooling thing. Well, we were pregnant. And I thought, what insane woman would ever start homeschooling with a new baby? And I now, of course, you know, at the time we had two boys and that we were, I was pregnant with my third. And I later learned that it's not that hard, (laughs) but I was totally freaked out. So we put them in a public school. So, so Grant started kindergarten in a public school and we did one full year of public school. And then the following year, we just felt like, no, we got to do this thing. And of course we decided that a few weeks into the school year. So we pulled them out of public school and kind of just like cold Turkey started homeschooling with a toddler. So that was kind of my little background. Um, and I've got quite the stories surrounding that time too, but so we've kind of tried it all. We did the public school, we did the private school, and we've been doing homeschooling. So we started homeschooling when my boys were in first grade and kindergarten and homeschooled all the way through and added two more kids. Well, yeah, and then a toddler. <laughs> so we have a total of five. So if people are doing their math right now. So we, we started homeschooling with the three boys and then we added two in the mix, um, two little girls. So that is our, our little background story of how we started homeschooling. Wow. Thank you for telling us that. um, Because I think it's really great for parents to hear that you tried all the things and you tried a bunch of different things. And you ended up finding what worked for you. And I'm sure each of your kids individually too. And there's the individual, there's the collective, there's all of it. But I know that a lot of parents feel like failures if they don't end up following through with the one thing that they decided to do. And when they have to pivot and try something else, they're like, oh no, I feel like I failed at my first choice or my second choice or my third choice. But really it's more of like a path that we're on. And there, there isn't that element of failure there, even though we can sometimes feel that way. So that's really um, encouraging and freeing for people to hear. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, homeschooling is all, I mean, just children. (laughs) Parenting is all about pivoting. And I think that's important for families to know also with homeschooling is that I think people panic so much because they feel like they need to figure everything out that day one. And you don't because I will guarantee you, you will change your mind about curriculum like, you know, tons, like all the time. Like we have changed. I mean, after 12 years, we changed one of the major component of our homeschooling. So it's just, it's fine. You just you mix it up. So mm-hmm. it's doable. Oh yeah. I get tempted by shiny curricula all the time. Right. I'm like, Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, look at this add on. Ooh, look at this add on. <laughs> and now that I do so much speaking with, um, with homeschool, at homeschool conventions, I have people like, will you try my curriculum? I'm like, sure. And so then I find that I'm like, oh no, I've got like three different spelling things that I need to try out. I'm like, okay. But then I have to remind myself, this is my homeschool. Yeah. I can look at it and try it if it pick one thing. <laughs> so. Yeah. And especially if you're new to homeschool, homeschool, everything is going to feel new and everything is going to be trial and error. So yeah, you might actually end up going through a bunch of different styles and to try to find your own and it's totally okay. I love that. And there are so many resources out there and there is so much support. And I've been trying to mention that over and over and over again to my listeners and to my followers on Instagram that 
There is a ton of modern homeschool support. It is not just you at home by yourself trying to figure it out. There is an absolute dialogue going on with people online and in person. Gosh, and you are such an awesome resource for this. And I'd love to highlight all of the resources that you offer us and the way that you show up for other moms. And I want to start off with your book mom, master organizer of mayhem, M-O-M. I love that. (laughs) Simple solutions to organize chaos and bring joy into your home. Gosh, I need to know how much of this book was birthed out of your homeschool journey. And would you consider this to be like a homeschool support group or support group, (laughs) support book, you know, or is it more of a parenting book or is it like a mashup of both? Oh, that's a great question. You know, the 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 background of the MOM, the Master Organizer of Mayhem book, was actually first I put it together. Well, put the I, it was a talk essentially. So I first gave a talk on home organization using this title um, forever ago. Like uh, my oldest, I only had two kids. It was before we started homeschooling, and I was I went and spoke at a mom's group, and I had been having so many people ask me questions about you know how do you organize your home, and I'm like, have you been to my house? It doesn't feel very organized. But mm-hmm. what I realized is that they were looking at the fact that they'd come for a play date and my husband was always traveling and they'd come and yeah, it was a little bit of a hot mess at the time. But then I'd host some event like a day later and everything was picked up and they're like, wow, how do you do that? I'm like, I just have these systems. They're like, that's it. That's what we need to know. And so that kind of birthed this whole talk. And I came up with these 10 rules um, that, you know, things that if if I'm following all 10, it really helps. (laughs) But I'm, I'm a good rule breaker too. But that's kind of where the MOM came from. Now, the book itself, amen, it has all, I mean, it was written like 15 years later. (laughs) And so yes, like I have a ton of my homeschool experience in there from the standpoint of homeschooling just throws yet another wrench. Um, into your home life. So mm-hmm. I like to tell people like one of my big tips for new homeschool families is that when it comes to your home, you have to lower your expectations. You're just not going to be able to get everything done that you think that you should be getting done. So you kind of have to pick and choose what's most important to you. And so I love this book for homeschool families because you absolutely, like when you add homeschooling to the mix, you have to figure out ways to be more efficient with all of the components of your day. Because just because you started homeschooling doesn't mean that you don't have all the other areas of your life to contend with. You still have to get dinner on the table. You know, it's it's nice not to homeschool in a, you know, hoarder's house. So, you know, <laughs> you know little things like that. And so, uh, yes, I think it's an amazing support book for people who are homeschooling because it's very practical in the way it approaches. And the fact that I'm a homeschool mom just means that I've I've written it with that experience under my belt. Love that. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you mentioning that, um, that we need to lower our expectations. You are totally right. <laughs> like grace, you, grace, grace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just write that at the top of everything. Um, oh my gosh. When you started talking, I thought, yes, I need a system. 
I want to know the 10 things. I, <laughs> yes, I need a system. <laughs> and then I started to have other feelings creeping in of like, okay, but do I have time for a system? Or like, what is this? But I need the system. So I should probably make the system work. And then you come in with the graceful thought of lower your expectations. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, there's room for that system if I just lower my expectations. And then it got me thinking about when I used to work as a personal assistant, I would make a list of like 30 things to do in one day and I could cross them off. But guess what? No. I didn't have children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if that's your goal each day, you just need to sit down and have a little chat with yourself. Yeah, well, yourself. <laughs> it, it's, it's been a little bit of a pen and paper journey for me as I yeah. you know, have shed that personal assistant, no kid energy that's into hard. the yeah. reality. Yeah. And if I make a list of like 12 things to do, that I used to call that my list for the day, but now I realize it's my list for the week. <laughs> That is awesome. And that's okay. It's okay. Oh, I'll never forget. I believe it was Bringing Up Boys by James Dobson. I think that was the book. And in the foreword or somewhere at the very beginning of the book, he says like, if you are keeping your boys alive, you've done a good job. And he's just started talking about like how crazy it is being a boy mom because, you know, they just, they just do crazy things. And so I want to apply that same advice to homeschool parents. Like, mm. you know what? Hey, <laughs> just keep your chin above the water. You can do it, but like, you know, have fun and, mm -hmm. you know, just focus on the important things because it is really easy to create this list. Like, especially with the undue extra pressure we put on ourselves, like I homeschool. So therefore I have to meet everyone in the world's expectations of what that looks like. And that's yeah. not at all what we need to be doing. And so mm -hmm. you have to give yourself grace and you have to give yourself grace in your house as well. And so I like to encourage people pick one thing to get done in your house, just one, one thing mm -hmm. and focus on that as, until it's done. Mm -hmm. Fun, joy, and grace. Like I need to add those to my to-do list every Ooh, day. I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Oh gosh. Well, let's talk about the other things that you offer. You have some courses and some homeschool specific offerings on your website, christyclover.com. Tell us about the format of your courses and what you offer. My listeners like details of like, is it an ebook or is it a video that we watch? You know, what's a good place to start with all that you have to offer? Well, I have a book that I co-authored with my dear friend, Trisha Goyer. It's called Homeschool Basics, and that is a book. So you can get that, you know, on Amazon, it's on Target and other places right now. So you can get that as a printed book. You can also mm -hmm. get, you know, the digital. We do not have that on audio yet. But my course, my favorite course is my Ultimate Homeschool Organization course. And I produce that. When did I? Oh, I think it's been almost five years now that that course has been out. And it's been so amazing to see how these, you know, I have over a thousand families who have gone through the course. And so to get to hear their testimonials and their stories about how it's totally changed their homeschool life is so fun. So the course itself is a series of videos. And since like my, I, I should admit this, like my brain just kind <laughs> of <laughs> it works differently um, in a good, happy way, I tell myself. But <laughs> but no, like I need things to be very simple and I don't like overcomplicating things. And so the course is designed to help you. I mean, I tell people, please go in order, but you can attack it in any order you want. But it starts off by helping people how to prep and prepare for their year. So how to plan out your year, how to make sure you're not doing too much because um, we need to hear a little amen from all the homeschool mamas listening. Amen. And we tend. Amen 
tend to do too much. <laughs> so it helps you to see where you might have gaps or where you are doing too much. Um, so that I take people through that and I help them to figure out how to kind of plan out a basic, you know, skeleton work for what your day should look like. And then I go through, I have five core systems that I teach people in the course. And the favorite of everyone's is the Clover Crate. So I have a crate system that's very unique in how I do it. And I help people pretty much plan out their entire year for every single student slash child in your home into one crate. Unless you have lots of kids and it will it'll spill over to another because you can't get that much content in. But um, that has revolutionized um, just the way that I know our homeschool, but the way that a lot of other people are homeschooling, because now you don't have that, you know, wake up on a Monday morning going, okay, so what do we need to get done this week? And, you know, trying to find all the paperwork and find all the things because now you're using these systems and it's just, it's there. So you literally are putting your homeschool on cruise control and it's, it's just been such a freeing thing. So the course is, um, been just such a delight to, to put together and I keep adding new videos to it. So I just keep enriching it and, um, and you know it's forever access, so that's been what's really special. Mm. And I'm like, I should mention it's on sale all summer. So. Okay, <laughs> all right, that's awesome. I know my course is on sale right now too, just because it's there's such a high demand for it, and we're also trying to find ways to show up for other homeschoolers who are new or need that extra support in a way. So yeah, thanks for your sale. That that makes a difference. Thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You show up on social media too. I love your Instagram account. You Aww. are so positive and engaging. And I know that if I'm heading over there to your Instagram account, it's going to be like a dose of sunshine. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I love it. Like I, it's funny because, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm strange in that. I really do like just trying to encourage people like social media and all, especially online things like this. Like, I feel like that's been one cool thing is, you know, I know that I am passionate about encouraging people. And it's so fun to see now in this, you know, time of life that we have social media, we have all this ways to communicate online, so like online courses. And, you know, I think, you know, when I first started kind of speaking ages ago, we, I don't even know if blogging was really a thing and YouTube definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. And so it's so fun. And I think what I really love about video and live and so like going on to Instagram live and doing videos or stories is that I feel like I can look you in the eye and smile at you. And mm-hmm. so I'm always thinking that in my head, like, what can I do to encourage this person listening um, so that I can bring a smile to their face. It's actually this strange game I played when I was a little kid. And I used to always try to make grumpy people smile. And not that I'm assuming that everybody's grumpy on social media, but, but it was okay. just this thing. Like if, if we were at a store and we were talking to somebody and they're kind of grumpy, I would literally just try to make their day. And I was just trying my hardest to get people to smile. And that's just this weird thing that I still do apparently as an adult is that I just really want to encourage people. And so it's, yeah, it's my passion. Uh, I love that. Now I want to know your, um, a little bit about your personality types. Cause I am very similar. Do you know I'm your Enneagram seven. number? Seven. I think you're I'm seven. a seven. Is that the fun loving seven. one? Yeah. It's the enthusiast where we yes. find out we're sevens and we're like, Oh my God, I'm a seven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But see, then I'm like, did I get dyslexic? I'm like, I don't know. Was I an eight? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm a seven wing eight. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes, amazing. that's what I am. <laughs> and I think our mutual friend Ashley told me about that because I started working with her and I was just, and I was like, I don't know what I am. She goes, just trust me. You're a seven. I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, oh yeah, just trust me. And I'm like, okay. 
That's and the more amazing. research I do, I'm like, somebody has insight into my heart. I know. <laughs> you reading my thoughts. I know. They're so funny. I love the personality quizzes. Do you know your um, Meyer Springs? Um, kind of. It, I, I am 90, I think the last time I took the test, I was 98% E. So I am yeah. an extra extroverted. And then from there, it's I'm kind of middle ground. So I think I'm an ENFP, I think. Okay. Christy, I that, think so. That's what are I we am. are we twins? <laughs> We're, We're twinning right now. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I mean, it just makes so much sense. I hear you. I feel you. I know what it is you're saying, like on a very deep personal level, and the the personality <laughs> quizzes just like confirm that. But it is. I, I just I can't tell you how much I appreciate like the cheerleader captain stepping up and like telling us like you got this. Let's go. I'm on your side. Rah rah rah. Like there's that kind of energy from you, and that is what we need right now. For sure. So that's why I love your um, Instagram page because that's what it feels like. It feels like, okay, guys, we're here for cheerleader practice and we are going <laughs> to win. <right>. This. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I do want to just give the caveat that I'm also very real. Like, I'll tell you if I'm having yeah. a hard day and I will tell you about my struggles. And, you know, especially as a Christian, like, you know, what God's done to really help me in that season. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of does come down to, it's just like, I, I don't want to put up a fluff of like, oh, everything's perfect. Cause like, I will tell you when it's not perfect. Um, right. but, but you're still going to hopefully see me smiling through it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, I think that you just touched on something really important. Cause I feel the same way. I want to show up and be encouraging and I want to be real, but I don't want it to be like, here's the picture of my messy room. See, I am a real person. Instead. It's like, you know, the mess is overwhelming me right now. It's causing some negative emotions. I I want to move beyond that. And so yes. that, how do I get there? And it's through things like organization systems. You know, it's in recognizing that I clearly don't know within myself innately how to deal with this mess. So I need some help. It looks like praying. You know, there was, um, gosh, even something that happened in the middle of the night last night um, when one of our kids fell off the bed. And, <laughs> oh, no. you know, you're like... I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. You, you understand. It's just... It happens. It's a thing. And so we're all like, what? What happened? What? <laughs> and, and we're trying to make sense of things. And one kid is upside down on the bed, and the other one's here, and the other one's there. And like in my half blurred sleep, I had made some comment of like, ah, oh, yeah, this this one is like flipping upside down and it's driving me crazy. It's the new thing that's driving me crazy. And you know, my husband was like, Oh, it's the new thing that's driving you crazy about her. <laughs> and but then like there had been this conversation where it was like, you know, she was feeling kind of bad about some things. And then I was like at one o'clock in the morning wondering what, you know, like, is it me that's putting her on this? Am I making her feel like a bad person? And just like, I don't know, this whole thing. And it started off with like a kid falling off the bed. So it's, and then it's like these flipping things. But then when I woke up this morning, I was feeling kind of bad. But Aww. in the middle of the night, I had to pray about it, you know, yeah. and be like, you know, I, I, this is a hard moment, like enough to make me want to cry, but Aww. I'm going to use this as a sign that I need some help and some guidance and I need to change up some things. And so when I woke up this morning, instead of turning on social media right away, or even thinking about homeschool, like I'd kind of gotten into this rhythm of um, reading my homeschool planning stuff first thing in the morning to kind of get me geared up and excited and organized. <laughs> because again, I can't figure it out myself. But Aww. instead I sat down and opened up my Jesus Calling book and it was like the perfect message. And it was like knowing that you need to, 
use this information to make positive changes and we don't have to stay in that yuck. We don't have to stay in that negativity. And if I feel like, I don't know, this is such a tangent. Sorry. I promise I wouldn't take the train to California, but here we go. Hey, I'm in Um, California. Come on over. I don't, I don't have to stay in that. That's not my fate in motherhood is that I have ruined my daughter and made her feel bad for the rest of her life. Instead, it's like, no, we're going through a tough moment. I need to focus my energy on her. I need to reach out to higher sources for inspiration and reach out to other cheerleaders and, and raise myself up, raise her up, all of this. So it's just a sign that we don't have to stay in that yuck. So yes, even though we're having this beautiful morning together, you and I, and this fun conversation and good laughs and cold coffee and all the things, like we're still going to have those moments, you know, but we realize that we need support and moving beyond them. And then we want to move beyond them. We don't want to stay stuck. Exactly. Well, I was just going to say exactly that. And that that's the important thing is don't stay stuck. And I remember there is this, <laughs> it sounds kind of crazy, but there's a verse. Um, well, there's a chapter in the Bible. It's pretty familiar. I mean, to most people, it's the Psalm 23. It's David's Psalm about, you know, um, Jesus being a good shepherd, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I was reading through that the other day and I, cause I was laughing cause I was going through and I realized I didn't have anything highlighted or um, any underlines on that Psalm. And I was like, because I'm so familiar with it. And so I looked at, it, I'm like, I should probably really read this. But one of the things that stood out to me was that it says, though I walk through the valley mm-hmm. of shadow of death. And like, that is the key. Don't stay stuck. Like you can stay, mm-hmm. you know, if you are in a hard place, keep going because otherwise you will, you'll just stay in that little tough spot. And sometimes the journey is longer and it's like this longer, you know, force for those who maybe, um, <laughs> would relate more to princess bride, you know, <laughs> you know, keep walking through the crazy forest, you know, because yeah. there is, there are good things on the other side. And so we have to get to that. Um, So if you are in a hard place right now, just, you know, it's like kind of pull up your boots and strap them on and just keep chugging along because it will get better. That's amazing. And I see like cheerleader, Captain Christie, like doing her cheer (laughs) through, through, through. We right. do. We Imagine have to us get there through. with pom poms. Woo! You can do yeah. it. <laughs> I know. And even with the princess bride example, if you see some ROUSs, <laughs> don't roll over and let it eat you through. Right. Through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I do not think that means what you think it means. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my we just hosted a big event in our backyard for the high school group and they our cool. church brought in this huge screen and they watched Princess Bride and I was laughing cuz they brought in big speakers. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, my neighbors are going to hate us." But then at one point I'm like, "Ah, it's it's Princess Bride. Who doesn't love listening to Princess Bride?" I'm like, "They can always watch. They can just look down and watch it too." So <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. Oh, Oh, high schoolers. Oh my gosh. I'm so far removed from that as we enter into um, first grade curriculum and kindergarten curriculum. Yeah. So So yeah, how old are your kids? I'm sorry. I should have asked that beforehand. Oh, that's okay. We just had a birthday. You just had some birthdays too. Happy birthday week to you guys. I have a six-year-old, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And then we also have a two-year-old who lives with us right now too. Oh, wow. So we're in this little season. However, I did homeschool another um, family's kids before I had my own um, years ago. And they are now, oh my gosh, what are they, 19 and 17 or 18 and 16 or something like that? But 
Oh my gosh. It just flies by. Oh, geez. No, I mean, my oldest is 18. Like, it's just so weird. And then my youngest is six. And no, she's seven. It's killing me. But I was literally like snuggling her last night and I was just looking at her little face and she's still like her, one of her front teeth is wiggly and like inside. I'm like, Mm. no, because there's just something when they lose those front teeth and the big permanent teeth come in and they just start looking like big kids. And I'm like, just stay little, stay Mm -hmm. little. Yeah, my six-year-old has um, both of her big teeth in. She has lost so many teeth, and all of her big teeth are coming in. And yeah, she's growing into her teeth. That's for sure. It's it's so sweet. Oh my gosh, you do have one more great resource I want to highlight before we get all cushy. (laughs) (laughs) The whole gamut of emotions this morning. Right, this is the rabbit trail. This is real life homeschool. Oh my gosh, your podcast, the Simply Joyful podcast. You are in season seven. Congratulations. That's super impressive. Wow. Wow. Um, Well, do you have any homeschool specific episodes or episodes you think that moms would find particularly helpful right now in this wild transition? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I should say no and yes. Okay. So so I try to keep the podcast very neutral as far as homeschooling, but because so many people in my life homeschool that a lot of the guests I have on are homeschool parents or they are you know, they work in the homeschool arena. Um, but mm-hmm. I have to laugh because a lot of times I'll bring authors on and I have no, I had no idea initially that they homeschooled. So in fact, one of them, she's like, I don't really tell people I homeschool because I don't want to get those questions. So I'm like, don't worry, we're not going to talk about it. So we don't always talk specifically about homeschooling. However, when I have guests on it, it often comes up. So you'll definitely hear sprinkles of encouragement and just help throughout the entire podcast um, for homeschooling. But my big yes, like the exclamation pointed yes, that is is Andrew Poudois came on my show very early, early, early. I think it was, he's like maybe episode eight or 10 or something like that. But mm. he came on the podcast and I had him, I basically, I told him ahead of time, I'm like, okay, so what every parent needs to hear is your, how to motivate your kids talk. Can you please, I'm going to ask you questions that are just going to lead you. And I literally just kind of let him talk. And, mm. um, it, I mean, because it's so good. Like it's one of my favorite sessions that he gives at homeschool events. And so I just basically made him do it on my podcast because the information in that is just powerful. And I think it's good for any parent, but as a homeschool parent, he gives a few really great examples of tips of how to get your kids unstuck. So it is one of those podcast episodes and I'm like, please go listen. In fact, I laugh because I must say it a lot because when you look at like the downloads on the backside, like all, the business yeah. side of podcasting, I always laugh because his is like, Wah! like all the way. <laughs> That's like amazing. he brings my numbers up. Um, but yeah, Andrew Poudois, well, I'll find you the link for that one and um, share it with your listeners because it's so good. And then just if you are listening to that one, just give me lots of grace because it was like really early in my podcasting mm-hmm. journey. And I there's some moments where I'm like, oh, I would edit that out a little differently. And <laughs> I understand wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. It's um, been almost an entire year for me, and I feel like an entirely different uh, interviewer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I used to stress out so much, and now I'm just like, ah, yeah. as long as I can get the conversation started, then we'll go from there. Because see, there's my yeah. seven coming out. Let's keep it fun. <laughs> I know. Oh, boy, do I know. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. I'll link to that into the in the show notes. Thank you so much. I would like to make the shift into mindset shifts because I think that there are huge mindset shifts that have to happen when you're moving into a homeschool model or a homeschool lifestyle for your family. And I was wondering if you could give us a tip from your book, an example of some kind that we could apply to our homeschool journey as we start out here. Um, well, I would say, and this isn't even from the book necessarily. Well, it's from Homeschool Basics. I'll, I'll give you that. So it's from okay. that book. <laughs> and that is that you really do have to shift from trying to compare your your homeschool to the public school. And mm. so you have to let go of that. This is, you are tailoring your child's education to your child and to their strengths. And then you're growing their weaknesses. And what is really exciting, and I can say this now that we've gone all the way through, um, that it is powerful. So my oldest, um, just, he's always loved writing and he has shown so much strength in that area and he loves reading. And so I kind of just let him do that. And I didn't put as much emphasis on things. So I, I rearranged his, his curriculum around things that were more literary based and literature based. And so he kind of, and he's just one, I mean, he's the firstborn. So he's like that go getter. Um, so he just had goals for himself, like I want to read all the classics by the time you know I graduate and all that kind of stuff. But what was powerful is because we homeschooled, we were able to give him that space to grow, and he's already written two novels. So wow. he, um, it's just it's really powerful when you can really try to hone in because you're face to face with your kids pretty much all day long, or like you know you're with them all the time. So be you need to be. This is my other big tip: you need to be a student of your child. You mm. need to be seeking out like how to best motivate them. Yes, but what are those strengths? What is that special gifting? And what are those talents that you see in them that you can help to kind of like light that fire and kind of just give them the tools and help them in that area? Because for Another example is my second oldest, um, Blake, is a, a amazing photographer. And what was so cool, what occurred to us is he would start, because he was one of those kids that at first he's like, I love this and I love this and I love this and nothing stuck. And then finally, like photography stuck because I thought, oh, it's just another phase. He likes taking pictures. But he loves photography. And uh, a couple years ago, I looked at him and I was like, oh, my goodness, do you know, I've always told you that you have this, this eye, like he just has an eye for things. He sees things that no one else sees. Like he just sees detail. Um, and he's just very observant. And I was like, how perfect that you love photography because you will have an eye for a photo that no, like for, you know, the shot that other people don't see. And I see that in his photography, like he'll get mm -hmm. things and I'll be, cause he'll be getting ready to shoot something. I'm like, you really want to take a picture here? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, you know, this was then I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So, and then he'll show me the picture. I'm like, I never ever would have thought of that. Like, it's just, it's been really cool. So I think that's the biggest thing is it's a lifestyle. Homeschooling is mm -hmm. a lifestyle. So you have to let go of of any preconceived notion that you have of what school is supposed to look like, because it shouldn't look like that. It needs to be organic and, um, and it's going to change because you're changing, your children are changing. Um, so that's really my, I, I would say just from a mindset thing, that's the most important 
um, that's the most important thing. But as far as applying rules <laughs> from, um, like if you want to look at, you know, from an organization standpoint, um, I always say grace because like my mm. MOM master organizer of mayhem book, it's all about the fact that there is no perfection in the definition of organization. It that's not there. So you cannot expect perfection in your homeschool or in your house. Um, so I would think that is a big thing is just, you've got to let go of that. Oh, that's great. Thank you. I wrote that down for myself and the show notes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's so good. I totally well, did an interview once where I'm like, wait, hold on. I got to write that. Like, that was really good. I'm like, I'll edit this out. I was good. I got to finish writing this out. <laughs> I, I've done that too. <laughs> Sidebar. I know. Oh my gosh. Um, well, what about you personally? I think that's great tips for other people. And I know that, you know, it's one of those things you don't offer out without having learned yourself. But was there another big mindset shift that you? you had to make as a homeschool mom? You know, there's so many changes that you have to mm -hmm. make through the years of homeschooling. So for me personally, it was, um, it was making sure that I, I mean, I really was like letting go of the public school thing. I was so afraid of failure. Like I mm. really felt like now that I homeschool, I have to prove to the world that I'm not crazy. Like that's literally yeah. Yeah. like what I did. And so I felt like if I'm not successful and if I don't graduate my children so that they are, have the ability to go to Harvard, then, you know, I'm not doing a bad job. And what's really changed for us through the years is that we realize no, like that's not our goal. So, yeah. you know, I really like, I kind of, what I've learned is to my goals got shrunk down to two things. Um, my first thing again, being that I'm a Christian, my number one goal is that when my kids graduate, they're going to love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And my number two goal is that they're going to have a love for learning. And that is really important. And I will tell you this, that when you are trying to cram a new curriculum for every single subject and you over plan and you do too much with your kids too early and you really are just go, 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 got to stick to the checklist. Um, that is going to just completely extinguish that little flame and that love of learning. They're going yeah. to just, I mean, like I remember having that happen when I was in public school and, and right. especially college from my senior year of college, I'm like, cannot learn anything else. <laughs> but you know, that's not what I want. Like what I've learned as an adult and especially as a homeschool mom is there's all these fun things that I want to know now. So I try to set an example um, to my kids and I'm just constantly learning. And whether it's something, sometimes I am learning about history and other times I'm learning, you know, <laughs> sometimes I'm learning just about how to be a better parent. And, and right now I'm learning mm -hmm. about how to parent teens and, you know, and young adults. <laughs> so just, I think to be a lifetime learner yourself too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, because tending to your children's spiritual health and then um, encouraging them and helping them understand that they are indeed lifelong learners. I, I firmly believe that we are lifelong learners, whether we want to acknowledge that or not, like yes. it just is a part of who we are. And so if we can help them not only acknowledge that, but then embrace it and be curious about the world and maintain that curiosity, it is one of the most powerful lessons we can give them because then it gives them the space and the motivation to study what is important to them too. And they have just this beautiful, gosh, I'm trying to think of a great metaphor here. <laughs> they have this wonderful, you know, base to leap off of and study anything they want, but it's almost like we're responsible for that part of it and not necessarily 
what it is they're interested in. Because I think that some of us come to the table feeling like we have to force our kids to be interested in only science, math, and reading. Oh, yeah. Well, but there's funny so is that, much more to it. Oh, yeah. I had somebody ask me just the other day, because right now, you know, the world is asking about homeschooling. And mm-hmm. so I had somebody ask me, like, how do I teach history and science to my child? They hate those two subjects. And I was like, haha, but what do they love? And so if they yeah. love books, well, then don't give them a textbook to learn about history and science or right. like, you know, do you know too many things like figure out ways to teach that subject from what they're interested in. So it's really important for that. So like for this particular parent, I suggested she read autobiographies about people in history and find great literature and great Mm -hmm. stories about history. And you can do the same thing with science. People don't think about that. People think science equals blowing things up through a chemistry experiment um, or dissecting things. But it doesn't have to be like that. You can learn about science by learning about the people who are the scientists of the world. So figure find an invention and go figure out if, is there a fun book about how, you know, how this became to be? And so there's lots of ways to just open your eyes and look around you and figure out, you know, yes, that is, um, that's something my kid's interested in. So let's learn about that. Oh, yeah. One of the most interesting history books that I've read recently, if you will, if you even want to call it that was Bill Bryson's At Home. And Ooh. it's the history of homes. Oh my gosh, it's fascinating. I just want okay. everyone to listen See, I'm to it. I'm taking notes then, now too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And the audio book is really interesting too, but be warned that um, you get so into it. I, I got so into it that I forget that I was like chopping vegetables or cooking in the stove because oh, I'm like, oh, how funny. Wow. And then there's just so many interesting facts then you can share with other people too, because they're so interesting and it's all history and it's, and it, you learn so much about the different eras all through the lens of the home and why we have things like two-story houses and how bedrooms came to be and why we call things the foyer and stuff like that or even oh it's so cool the the part that struck me was like why we call people chairman of the board it's going to blow you away. You're going to oh be like, gosh. what? That's okay. crazy. <laughs> you have to be really impressed because I'm exercising a lot of self-control right now. I wrote it down. I'm trying to tell myself, it's okay. You have it written down because I'm trying to not grab my phone and look it up and add just it to my cart. It, just buy the audio book. I so know. Good. I'm like, hold on. Everybody hit pause. <laughs> Christy's going to go buy the book right now. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's, oh it's really good. It's really good. It's so good. And you'll appreciate it too because you just did the renovations too, right? right. So Yes. Oh my gosh. Woo. Can you actually talk with us a little bit about that? Yes. What is it like to homeschool through renovations. What, what was that like? Okay. So the better question is how it was, what it was like to majorly renovate your house in the middle of a book launch, which means radio interviews and, you know, um, you know, construction. And uh, let's see, we started our homeschool year. It was one of those things where the book, as the book launch was coming, I was like, oh, that's right. My homeschool year. Like, <laughs> This is normally when I start our homeschool. And so we had a really soft homeschool start. um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, and at the same time, let's say I was traveling for the book stuff. We we just had so much happening in our life. We had two major vacations at the same time. I mean, it was... It was ridiculous. But we not only renovated and homeschooled, we actually lived in the house during it. So it was crazy for like a few weeks um, until like I could catch my breath, at least from the book launch. This is when we launched the MOM book. Uh, But it was still really fun because we would just, we had, I mean, I staged the whole house because again, like my little crazy organization brain, like I, I, 
created different zones for things. So we were cooking outside and, yeah. you know, we were, you know, still able to homeschool because we do have an upstairs area that works. Um, but, you know, the, we would move outside to go get some reading done or you could go in different areas. And I'm all about like, you don't need to have, I, we do have an official school room, but I don't think we used it at all last year um, mm. because it was A, too loud with the construction. Yeah. But if you have a clipboard, a clipboard is your favorite, your, your little best friend because it is homeschool schooling on the go. So we just put the kids work that they had to get done or any checklists on, on their little clipboards and they could go anywhere they wanted. But um, it was definitely interesting um, to have all those things happening at the same time. But the but this is where I do the little plug for when you have systems, you can do mm-hmm. things like um, I had a family member have open heart surgery um, and, or need open heart surgery unexpectedly at the end of our last homeschool year. I guess it's been over a year now. And um, and I just literally took our crate. Actually, I didn't take the whole thing. I just I grabbed what we needed from the crate and then I grabbed the few books that we needed. And so there is something to be said that when you have chaos happening in your life, um, the more organized you are. Um, and even if you're like, okay, it's crazy. I need to get organized. Like there are systems that really help like night and day help. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's my little, my little plug there is that the more you figure out kind of how to streamline, not just homeschooling, but things in your home life too, um, the easier it will be. I love that. (laughs) I'm not a natural born organizer. So, um, it's a learned thing. Cool. Thank you for that. Thanks for the hope in that message too. Because I definitely was like, wow, you know what? It's perspective, right? The perspective that you brought to the table of, okay, we're just going to, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's going to, it's happening. And the renovations kind of force you to get creative about how it is you're going to do that. Because we lived through a major kitchen renovation a couple of years ago. And I had three littles, little, little, littles at that time. And it was like, today my fridge is in the music room and I'm only, (laughs) I only have a griddle to cook on. And, um, I'll be darned if I'm not going to make it happen, you know, and never mind the construction noise with naps and all of these different things, Oh my goodness! But you just get yes. creative, you know, you just get creative and you work with it and you're like, well, this is life and I'm not going to, you know, make it dramatic when it absolutely could be. And if yeah. there is an element of drama to it, but at the same time, we still have boots on the ground and we still have mouths to feed and we're, we're going to make it happen. And you know, the energy that I bring to the table really matters. Um, and yeah. I, now I see in hindsight, a little, <laughs> little dash of organization would have hurt me during that time. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it's, you just got to do what you can do. Like that's the other thing too. So yeah. it's yeah. all good. And now see, I learned, I just figured out like, that's something else I can be grateful for. We did not have nappers during the construction. Uh So, hey. But you had interviews. Like, oh oh my gosh. Uh Oh my goodness. I'd have to go downstairs. and Well, first I'd have to like plan around it. Um, So I'd be like, okay, can you guys take your lunch break at this time? And I'd be like, okay. And, you know, (laughs) please be quiet for this amount of time. And yeah, it's just, it was hysterical. Oh, God bless everyone in our lives that uh, works around that. I totally had to be like, hey guys, so just like, can I have like five minutes? Just five minutes. I'll talk real fast and get it right the first time. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So talk to us a little bit about that too, because I know that I have my, um, now that I think about it, systems in place for when I work and things like that. So how do you work from home and do things like the podcast and writing and all of that and interviews? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, Well, the way I, in fact, I've been talking about this everywhere. Like the Mm -hmm. most important thing I can tell people who are trying to pull off more than just homeschooling or just life. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> forget that, yeah. forget everything, is to, um, I, I used to, I mean, I had this beautiful schedule. Like I like to compare scheduling versus routine. So my schedule was at this time I'm going to get up and this time I'm going to do this, this time I'm going to do that. And that did not work for me. Um, but what did work is things I want to get done in the morning, things I want to get done in the new time. And it, like I had a, a nap time area <laughs> as well when my kids were littler and things I need to get done in the evening. So I kind of chunk my day a little bit more. So I kind of do some time blocking essentially. Mm-hmm. And so with homeschooling is the way we've set things up is that the morning I try not to have anything work related on my plate. Granted, sometimes, you know, interviews will pop up at that time. And so I, I adjust for that. But I'm like, I do the pivot that we talked about. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I try to get all of the needs moms, need mom, you know, type of help situations done in the morning. So even if there's schoolwork that needs to get done in the afternoon, the kids, mm-hmm. it's all independent work. It's all work that they can do on their own. So I always encourage homeschool families to divide work up into what you need to help your kids with and what they can do independently. And sometimes you can, you know, the it's kind of both because a math page, they can't do it independently until you've told them how to do it. So I kind of go from child to child and be like, okay, so today, let me help you with these pages. Okay, now you're going to do this on your own. You're going to do this on your own. And I explain those things to them. And so that has really helped. So afternoons, I'm kind of off homeschool duty. Of course, like there's those days where, you know, curveballs get thrown at us. And so, you know, suddenly we are finishing up our homeschool day late or I forgot to do something. And, you know, the kids are like, mom, we never read that one chapter. I'm dying to know what happened. Mm -hmm. So, um, and honestly, sometimes those are the days where it's like, okay, well then here, Wade, you're reading today. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so there's ways to work together and there's also just ways to kind of shift things around. But, you know, sometimes when I have a lot going on, I'm up early. So I have to be disciplined to get to bed at a good time so I can get up early and crank out some worky things. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard for me. I will say that's hard for me because once I start, once my creative side gets going, it's hard to shut it off and shift over to homeschool. But I really try to protect my schedule um, from nine to 12. I will say that's our homeschool. That's like my, like I am yours type of thing with the kids. And so I kind of have to make that up if I have anything that interferes with that. Uh, I love that. Nine to 12 sounds really doable. And I might borrow that to try it out for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have little kids, so you should be able to hammer out your stuff like within an hour or two. Oh, for sure. It's usually about an hour. Um, I am finding though, that as my oldest gets a little older, she is wanting more challenges. So that's part of the process too, is trying to keep her engaged and interested because her, her energy is there. And my newest, um, challenge as a mom is making sure that she has enough stimulation, um, too, because she requires a lot, a lot of mental stimulation. It's very Mm -hmm. different, um, than boys. (laughs) I mean, there are boys that require that too, for sure. But having a, when you were talking about boy mom stuff earlier, and we were talking before we hit record, the boy energy and the girl energy is very different. And I'm trying to, um, figure that out with new boy energy in the house. And then like with the toddlers, but then also with the older one too, and we're just entering into a new season. So I appreciate you pointing out the fun, joy and grace. Um, um, me- mentality that I can bring to the table, but then also even the practical things of like nine to 12. I'm like, okay, I could do that. I think it would be a nice break for me too. I hear you about being creative and needing to pull away from it. You're like, no, I think I have like an entire other chapter in me, but 
nine to 12. Here we go. (laughs) Yep. It's so hard. And I will say this too, for you and any other um, mom, I'm like, my my advice is going to be geared towards you. But for anyone else listening that kind of um, is in the same boat that when you do have kids, so it's, you know, it's easy to say, and then in the afternoon I work. Well, what about the kids? (laughs) You know, so I've really planned out activities that they can do on their own. And so I, we have to really be, I have to be flexible. So when the kids were all much littler and needed more attention, I had to figure out things at work that I could do. So I'd have my laptop with me downstairs while, you know, the kids are playing. But I was, I try to be really strategic yeah. about having the right type of things for them. So we have a lot of arts and crafts. And so sometimes yeah. I'll give them something to to do actively. Sometimes we'll, I'll help them. We do have quiet times too. Um, but, you know, just giving them different activities throughout the day. So, and ideas, because you'll tell the kids, go outside and play. Or they're like, I don't know what to do outside, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you say, hey, let's play hopscotch. Hey, I got you a new XYZ to do. Or, hey, you know, I'm going to ch- do a little chalk um, racetrack. And then here you take your cars out there. And hey, let's build a town. I'm going to draw a bush and I'm going to draw a lake. Why don't you bring your Lego set out here and build something? And so what I've had to do is literally create a list for myself because when I'm in the moment, I can't think of anything. Right. But I make a list of fun things my kids can do. Um, so that way I can give them good things instead of just being like, here, watch another movie, which, you know, hey, I've done that too. <laughs> same. So, same. Um, so yeah, just, you know, when, when you have children that do need that extra stimulation and that are, you know, just that extra something, it's really helpful to change things up. So even like having an audio book. And so like, we'll put a beanbag and I'll create like a little, a little area that feels like a little reading nook. And so put the beanbag down, put the, um, you know, listening device there and then maybe get a little basket so that they have like a little mini picnic that they can have. And it's just like literally whatever I can find in the refrigerator. I'm like, here, I'm going to slice up apples and we've got some pretzels. Voila, picnic. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. The list thing is very motivating, especially since a lot of us are in the planning part of our school year or at the very beginning of it. And we're just getting started and, and just taking the time to make those lists of activities. I mean, I want to take my Legos out to the lake in the bush. On the trip. <laughs> I mean, that's fun. That's Who needs fun. to work? <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. My last major question for you about mindsets, it, mindset shift is, is about stamina. Like what Mm. keeps you going with homeschool? What motivates you? And how do you keep that energy rolling in your house in regards to life and homeschool? Um, great question. Um, I would, I I almost want to be like, like the t-shirt Jesus and coffee. Um, yes. (laughs) You know what? That's all I need. All a girl needs is a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of coffee or a lot of bit of Jesus. Um, you know, I find that my day does go better if I do, force myself to uh, be in the word before anything else. So I really yeah. do try to get my quiet time in. And so I I just find everything goes better. <laughs> and, then, um, and just a little bit of time to pray because I think that was something else that I really noticed was missing is that I would – because, you know, like it's – I was – yeah. So I'm like resetting my – what I was going to say. But like mm-hmm. when – especially when my kids were little, it didn't matter what time I woke up. I felt like I stepped on some tripwire because like they always woke up early in the mornings. I woke up early to get things done. So even if it was just trying to get, um, a little bit of quiet time in, you know, some time of the word, um, I just felt like they were always waking up with me. So it felt like, okay, quick reading of a Psalm or something like that. And then just off to, you know, to go do it. But what I found the key for me was to make sure that I really did sit quietly 
and mm-hmm. pray because mm-hmm. it's one thing to to read the word. It's another thing to read the word and then pray for God to help you apply it and just to help pray for peace and pray for him to calm you know, you and just pray for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that really does help me. Um, granted, I could have the most amazing hour long quiet time and prayer time and wake up and, you know, kids wake up and I am the one in the bad mood still. So, you know, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Um, but I would also say that it is nice to be caffeinated. So, um, <laughs> yeah, those two things go really <laughs> well helps. together. I'm, it does. Yeah. I did the same thing this morning, just with my story that I was, um, telling you about uh, my day is much better, partly because of this conversation. Thank you so much. And it just <laughs> lights me on fire and motivates me. But part of it was my first cup of coffee was by myself before the sun came up and I did pick up my Jesus calling book and read it. And I did pray about it and just be like, you know what? I am just going to honor the fact that I have spiritual needs that need to be met right now. Um, My daughter has needs that need to be met right now. There's a little bit of a disconnect. I'm not going to try to be the hero that sorts it all out on their own and feels like I should already know all the answers about how to reconnect with her. I'm just going to humble myself and realize that I need some divine assistance today. And I need some insight and some direction. And I need some coffee. And I'm going to start my day open with that openness though. That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start my day with openness to receiving direction, to paying attention to signs, to being more calm. I'm going to be open to um, taking a deep breath um, when the times get stressful, because let's be honest, with four little kids, two of yes. whom are still in diapers. <laughs> oh, yes. And all of the things that go on, there's I'm going to be called to be patient all day long, and I'm going to try to tap into that. And when I see feel myself and see myself starting to fall out of that, I'm going to ask for the patience and guidance to come back to center, if you will. But it's not something I feel like I can just do on my own. Own. Or even, you know, if you have different beliefs, I, I just can't imagine f- not meeting your spiritual needs um, and feeling like that pressure to come to the table with all the answers mm-hmm. um, and not feeling supported on every level, mind, body, spirit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one other thing I would do want to mention as far as stamina, and this is really important. Um, and that's your yeses and your nos, um, mm. because the more you say no to outside things, the more yeses you have available for your family and for yourself. Mm. And so, um, when I find I don't need as much stamina, if I don't fill my plate, um, all the time with things to do. And so if I don't strategically and intentionally clear things off my calendar and really allow myself and my family time to just reboot and sit and not have a lot of to-dos, then I am totally out of stamina. Because I find like I will wake up with nothing if mm-hmm. um, if I already know I have a ton of things on my plate. So it's really helpful to make sure you are saving um, your very best yes um, for the things that are truly important and are truly a priority. So good. So good. Just saying yes to aligning your actions and your values, man, and making time and space for it. Yes. Thank you. I am going to add that right under the notes about nine to 12. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay. I have the five quick questions that I'm asking all my August guests that I really am curious about. We all want to know what do you do or what have you done or used for curriculum? And yes, it's okay to name drop because we are making a huge list of what, <laughs> what to look into. Oh my goodness. We've used so many things through the years. So we start off using a lot of my father's world um, for like an, for our history, Bible and literature. And now we have a new curriculum we're using that's called Sunlight. And I am a huge fan of Sunlight. So really Ooh. enjoying Sunlight this year. Um, a few other name dropping ones. If you, uh, you're not quite ready for it yet because your kids are little, um, but IEW stands for Institute for Excellence in Writing. And that is the speaker I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Andrew Prudois. He's the owner of IEW and his material is so good. So if you have people, 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 little people in your house who need, you know, writing, it's he, they really designed it for kids who struggle. They designed it to make it fun. Um, so I really am a huge fan of IEW. I'm also a fan of Apologia. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we love Apologia for science and we have used Matthew C for math. And do you like that one? I do like Matthew C. My uh, my son Blake, so number two, um, he's using teaching teaching textbooks this year. Um, mm-hmm. So last year he used it, and then we're using it again this year. Um, just because again, everybody has different needs, and we just found right. that he needed his material graded immediately. Like he needed that immediate response of. Um, yes, you got that right. No, you didn't get it right. Um, so that's been really helpful. Um, with that, but I loved Matthew C. I love that the kids can watch a video and watch Mr. Demi teach them and, um, and then they have the material right there. So that's been a really helpful thing for us. And I think that, I mean, there's so many great things out there. Um, five mm-hmm. in a row is a great company. Um, if you're looking to do unit studies, a unit study cool. is when you like take a topic and, um, you know, split it into different subjects and you learn about that topic based on different subjects. Um, so yeah, lots of, Really great. I'm probably forgetting some of our other favorites, but I think yeah, I, cool. I you have a homeschool highlight on Instagram, though, that people can refer to to learn right. more about that. That's right. I, I have, have a whole resource page too, so I'll make sure that yeah. like you know I'll give you all those little those links to all the resources that I have. For yes, family. we need all the links. Thank you. Thank you so much. What surprised you most about homeschool? Um, I would say that I kind of went into homeschooling with this um, positive, like, it's going to be so great. My kids and I are going to sit on the couch and read, and it's going to be so beautiful. And we started with a toddler, and he was basically, like, taking the books out of our you know hands and, like, play with me. Um, so that, I think, was the surprise to me that I – it sounds funny because most people probably went into homeschooling thinking this is going to be hard. Like, I thought the opposite. I thought this is going to be so fun, and um, I was not prepared for it to be hard. Um, so especially since I was starting with kindergarten, first grade. And I think I put too many expectations on myself at that point. So now like I, I really do enjoy, <laughs> you know, all the, I mean, it's not at, so now I'm back to that. It's not as hard as it was when I first started. Gotcha. Oh, all the, all the feels, all the emotions, the yeah. whole roller coaster of homeschool. That's awesome. I, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Well, share with us a favorite or a memorable homeschool moment. Ooh, that's an easy one. We dissected mm-hmm. cow eyes. And um, oh, that, well, okay, so I should give a little bit of background here. I am a sports medicine major. So, like, I actually, okay. you know, dissect cadavers um, mm-hmm. in college. And so it is, um, 
Yeah, I know. You're like, what? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to barf. <laughs> yeah, right now. So no, I mean, I would totally make people get really ill because like we would literally do dissecting for our anatomy class and like order pizza and stuff like that. So yeah. Oh, we're gosh. But so like when we first started homeschooling, I was like, let's do something crazy. And so we, we actually tied in um, – learning about um the eye so we learned about the eye and then we did the, the human uh, the not the human eye that would be gross sorry <laughs> oh my God. wow and we did a cow eye so here's my memorable moment though um have you ever tried to shop for a cow eye so um i had no. this curriculum that was all about like oh here here's what you do you know blah 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 and it went through all the stuff and i'm like but where do i find the, the cow eye so i finally found this this like boutique grocery store and they're like we can get you how many do you need and I'm like well we have three kids so I just need three and he laughed at me and he looked at me and he goes they come in sets of two and I was like oh <laughs> right okay so there you go see now you will always remember this moment too oh so you have to get the cow eyes in two <laughs> but I'm but it's so funny because like then my logical brain's like well why like <laughs> <laughs> not like it's something like it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny! That's, I was not expecting that. That was amazing. No one did. No one saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Recover from that. <laughs> I am crying. I'm crying. I don't even remember the rest of the questions. Oh my gosh. So on that note, on a totally different note, oh my gosh, what does homeschool community look like for you and your family? (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying, Christy. Um, Okay, well, I think it's really important to have support, people who are supportive of your homeschooling and then just like a support other people who are on this crazy train called homeschooling with you. So oftentimes you can just go online and look up, literally look up homeschool support groups and then type in your city um, mm. or type in your county. Um, or island. And, yeah, or <laughs> island, right? <laughs> You're so cute. Oh my goodness. Um, so yes, like look it up, HSLDA, which is Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Yes, um, I'm a member. Oh, yeah. I, we, we're finally life, lifetime members and we still give oh. them like, because it was just like, oh, we still need to give to you. Um, yeah. They are such a great organization, but they are usually a wonderful resource and can help you find the major conventions in your area. Now, I would always recommend getting yourself to a homeschool convention because that's a great place to find your people too. Um, sure. So when you're looking for homeschool conventions, I also like to note that it's important to look for your local or your state-run convention because these are the these are the organizations that are going to be pouring into your literal homeschool. So mm-hmm. like, they are the ones that know the resources for your areas. There's a lot of conventions, and I speak at some different conventions that you know are kind of everywhere. Um, and they're great, but you always need to make sure you're supporting your local convention and your local convention organization, I should say. That's great. Thank you for that tip. Um, I think you're the first person to bring that up. And I, uh, those two points are really super valid. I feel so good and so secure being a member of HSLDA. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend people um, sign up for that. And yeah, I don't know why I don't just go for the lifetime membership. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we did the math. We totally yeah. did the math. We're like, we could pay this much per year or get the lifetime. Oh, yeah, there we go. Because we're like, we'll be homeschooling for this many years. 
But no, and that's the one thing I'll say. And, uh, and here we should do our little ad. In no way is this, you know, podcast yeah. sponsored by HSLDA. But we, I'm just, I literally, I speak their praises um, because um, not only are we lifetime members, but we do give to them regularly because um, they really need the support. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, homeschooling rights are in jeopardy all across our country. And especially right now, there's a whole movement trying to destroy homeschooling. And the irony is that there may, for people like me in California, um, I have families out here in California that they don't know what to do because there is, there's not a lot of good options for them with, with school right now. And so we have to protect that right to homeschool and we have to protect those parental rights as well. And so HSL, LDA really does an amazing job of not just protecting homeschooling, but parenting or protecting parental rights. Agreed wholeheartedly. Thank you for bringing that up too, because I, it's a lot of information for new homeschoolers to take in, but it is something that's really important for them to recognize and just know that that's happening. And there are those of us who've been in it for a while who are incredibly active in making sure that those rights are protected and that we are on top of and in front of the attacks on homeschool. And yes, right now is a very pivotal moment and organizations like HSLDA and then individual uh, individuals standing up um, for homeschool and parenting rights is absolutely happening and alive. And yes, all the things. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, absolutely. What is, oh, I was going to ask you what your favorite homeschool support resource is. Would you say it's HSLDA? HSLDA, yes. (laughs) And if you're in California, I'll give a shout out to CHIA. So CHIA is C-H-E-A, and it stands Mm -hmm. for Christian Home Educators Association. Um, So CHIA is a phenomenal, they are my state organization that is the support group for um, homeschooling. So they literally, um, I'm a member of theirs, and, you know, they will send out emails like, hey, this is going on right now, or hey, did you know about this? And so they're a phenomenal resource for people as well. And they have, they've been around, they're like the original, they're the original homeschool, like conference. I think they did the first, one of the first homeschool conferences, they're the original organization. There's a lot of other Chia's out there now. So we're Chia of California, um, mm-hmm. but there's other Chia's of other areas. Um, but a lot of people have started. In fact, HSLDA started um, kind of out of Chia. So Mike Smith and some of the other, uh, and Mike Ferris were here in California when this dream of HSLDA came to be. So there's a little fun history, a little fun fact wow. for you. See, history is fun. <laughs> Even homeschool history. It's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. And we're making it right now. Let me tell you. I yeah. love it. Okay. Before we go, what uh, you've given us so much wonderful advice and it's a lot for all of the new mamas, um, who, the mamas who are new to homeschool to take in. And a lot of them are new and nervous. Is there one piece of advice or an idea you would leave with them to calm their mama hearts right now? Um, well, I like to encourage people with Indiana Jones and, you know, oh, okay. I'm just throwing you things that you're like, what? No. I love this. I love it. <laughs> Which only makes me want to do it more. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. And if you've seen the third movie, which is the one where he's got to go save his dad, his dad's been shot and he's got to go through and he's got his dad's journal. And so and this is Sean Connery. That's like, you know, his life is in jeopardy. So Indiana Jones, Jones is standing at this cliff and the book tells him you have to take a step of faith. And you're like, 
what? He's going to die. Like, look at that. He's looking down and you're like, oh my gosh, he's going to die. So he like just decides, okay, take a step of faith. And he sticks his foot out and he takes a step and there's actually ground. And then what's amazing is the camera pans out. And from a different perspective, you see that there's this narrow road that leads across. And so that's what I say about homeschooling is it often feels like you're going to be stepping off a cliff or like to pull in a little bit of, you know, Elsa and Frozen 2 feels like you're going to be going into the unknown. Right. And you're really not. Like you there is firm ground. And sometimes yeah. it just takes a perspective change to see that there is a solid path and there are people out there and there are resources out there for you to go to. And so like that's why I put together so many resources for homeschool families is because yeah. I know what it's like. I remember vividly what it felt like when I was first starting. And I was that crazy researcher mama who was like, how do I do this? How do I simplify this? Like there's too much. And so that's why I put a lot of resources together. And so I, I will just say that like we've talked about so many different things. I have mm-hmm. everything linked in one spot. And that is if you oh. go to my site at christyclover.com forward slash homeschool help. It has everything. So I even have school at home help for places where there were school closures and people are you know, schooling through a public school at home. So mm-hmm. I have advice for any form of school that is taking place in home. So, um, so that is a really great place to kind of find everything in one spot. You are amazing, Christy. I uh, can just, I, even with the Indiana Jones uh, image <laughs> in my head and the movie and all that sort of right. stuff, you're still in that pan out through, through, through. <laughs> you're just like, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You are so, you were part of that movie for me. <laughs> I know. Just imagine me right there next to him. So, so you know, no one can experience that movie the same anymore. I think we may have like changed some people today and they're going to be like, what is happening? Hopefully. That's the point. That's right. the point. Calm eyes and all. Here we go. <laughs> It's so good. This is so good. This was so fun. You have brought so much fun and joy and grace and perspective to us today. And I am just so grateful to you for taking this time and making us laugh and pulling at our heartstrings and encouraging us. I just, I appreciate you so much, Christy. Thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This was a hoot. That's it for this episode of Elevating Motherhood. Thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found some insight and inspiration, or maybe a little of both. If you liked today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. I use your feedback to plan future shows and cover topics that serve you. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. Links to those accounts are in the show notes. For more information, including today's show notes, head to elevatingmotherhood.com. That's elevatingmotherhood.com. Thanks again, Mama. I appreciate you.